What's going on, good people? It's Mr. Shy here. We're back again with another episode for the podcast. In this particular episode, I'm going to be covering sports news. So, before we get into it, you know, we got to get that uh, intro out the way. So, be sure to like and share the content, rate it five stars wherever you're viewing it, and be sure to follow me that way you do know when I drop episodes. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get it started. Now, we're going to do it vice versa, like. Cause I'm gonna do the NFL first. Just a couple of things I've seen um, from some games, and then we're gonna go into uh, the college. Cause college, I want to talk about that one last because a lot of things have happened, and you want to talk about different angles. This would happen if this happens, and so forth. So that's gonna be a little bit more of a talking point. So without further ado, we're going go ahead and go into it. So you already know the Eagles play the Texans. Eagles play another close game again. Everyone keeps talking, will the Eagles remain undefeated? I'm telling you right now, sorry if you get a shaky thing. I'm shaking up for like a shake. Myself, almost ready. And the answer is no. The Eagles are not remaining undefeated. One big problem is the Eagles have trouble putting up consistent points in both halves. Like, only game they did that win where they put up Additional points was the Steelers games, but then the Steelers couldn't get down the damn field. So if the Steelers could actually get down the field and score like a lot of the other teams is, they will score for them is like 35, 35, 13. Turn them three points into touchdown. Now it's 21, 21, 35. If the defense can actually play defense, Game's a lot closer than what it is. You don't have A.J. Brown going for three touchdowns, almost 200 yards. The Eagles wind up struggling. Because what they don't do, they don't keep their defense off the field. They may be able to get down the field sometimes, but they also make, you know, they're not able to capitalize and stay consistent. Um, one thing I would say, they need to run the ball. They did not really run the ball all that well. But Damian Pierce from the Texans ran the ball very stellar. Just, you know, showing what you need to do as a running back. Davis Mills kept him up into the game up until like the third quarter. And then the game ran away from him. We started throwing him them bonehead picks. You know, not just on him. You know, just, you know, the fact of the matter is they was, they was playing down. They had a lead and just could not keep that lead or establish a bigger lead. 
after the fact. So that's one thing I noticed. But the real big thing, the Eagles stood to play the rest of their division. Um, I don't think they played the Giants. I know they played. They've already played the Cowboys once. They've already played the Commanders. So you have to, at the very least, play four more conference games. And two of those people are are in playoff contention right now. Um, and the Cowboys and the Giants. So you're not going to have an easy time if you can't get the points. Okay? That, that's just me being honest about it. They've got to play better football than that. Other than that, they, they ended up coming out with a W on that one. But jump around to various different games. Um, Packers are not the Packers anymore. The Packers end up with a long losing streak while the Detroit Lions ended their losing streak. Finally become two and six. You know, and, and it almost didn't happen. It almost didn't happen. Because the big problem for the Detroit Lions is that they actually don't let their record fool you they should actually be almost down right in the middle, close to 500 right now. Maybe three and five, four and four, something around that area. Four, four, maybe four and five, some, something around that area. A couple of game, these games they lost, kind of like the, the week before with Miami. They lost that game because they could not hold on to the lead. They lost to the Eagles because they ended up catching up, but they could not. If they just stopped the Eagles completely, you could have won that game too. They've had too many close games. And that's the reason why they've been losing. They've got to establish getting more points. And defense has got to hold on a lot more stellar. That way that they actually have a fighting chance to actually um, be able to beat these people. Now, the Falcons ended up losing. They, they lost yesterday as well. This is Friday when I'm recording this. And they, you know, went from being the number one in their region to now back to being number two. I think now number three because I think the they may have actually got lapped by the Carolina Panthers after that loss. So, I mean, they still got to play the Saints and, you know, the Bucks again. Maybe they can hope out of winning for those and I don't know. I don't know. I, that was just, that was kind of poor. You know, they had chances to establish it, but end up taking two big losses back to back. Um, there's that. I know the Bengals are, who did the Bengals play? The Bengals played somebody. Who did they play? Sorry, I, I'm trying to remember some of this stuff all the time. I, I haven't looked at this stuff in a minute today. So it was like early in the day. Ah, that's right. They did play the Panthers. Um, the previous week when they played the Browns, I know they struggled. They, they seem to be getting their footing back a little bit. Um. So there's that. Yeah. Falcons ended up losing that Charger game. That was that was a big, like, silly loss. If they could just hold on and have actually been able to score... They they probably could have they probably could have done something. Um, you know, so there's that Dolphins versus Bears. Uh, controversial because the Bears, I'm gonna say this, got screwed on two different drives, um, defensive passive and offensive so pass interference. It was like two different pass interference. I think it may have been two defensive a defensive passive that was missed on Chase Claypool, who's Recently been traded to the Bears. Um, clearly was not, you know, trying to fight for the ball and was actually being pulled away from the ball and being turned. That was, I'm not going to lie, you know, should not have happened. Sorry, I'm going to keep it real. Dolphins should have, uh, <laughs> probably should have lost that game, but we don't know. They could have easily threw an interception down the field and still could have been able to the same score. But, um, like, I, I say this. Let teens play and let them have a fine chance. So there's that. 
Colts got blown out by the Patriots. Um, yep, Vikings still on their winning streak. They beat the Commanders, which is actually a comeback win. Commanders too, man. Another team that cannot hold on to a lead. Commanders should at least be at that same same like middle ground. But they're, they're losing games because they cannot get down the field and a defense cannot stop nobody. So that's another one. Um, the back and forth game and Raiders and Jaguars. Jaguars finally got their heads out of their ass and finally got a good win against the Raiders. I mean, that's not really saying much, but still, like it's a good win because they also are a team that cannot hold on to leads either. And we got the Seahawks who put the nail in the coffin for the Cardinals because basically the game was closed. They let the Cardinals get down the field and score, and it put up a 10-point deficit. Cardinals were not able to come back from it. Um, who was it I not talk about? Oh, those three. Now, the Bills and Jets game, don't really know what happened here all that much. I do know that they said Josh Allen did get hurt, so we don't know his status all that much myself. But I do know that it probably played a factor in why they ended up losing. But the Jets have been playing pretty good football. So, I mean, it was a close game. Came down probably to a field goal and won. Rams and Bucks. And then I talk about Chiefs, Chiefs and uh, Titans. And Ravens and Saints. But but first, first thing first, bruh. Sean McVay, what the hell are you doing? Like, really, what are you doing? Your guys cannot get down the field. Cooper Cup cannot be your one-all and be-all for your offense. Somebody's got to make a play. Somebody's got to make a play on offense because this does not make any sense that no one is able to get down the field. No one's able to get down the field. Are you kidding me right now? Are you like for real? Like, no, no one's able to get down the field and, and actually make a, a play so you guys can score. You guys end up kicking mostly field goals. Except for that one breakout touchdown by Cooper Cup. Other than that, it, it was foolish. You don't run the ball. It's, it's like, oh my God. Then Matthew Steff, I heard he's in concussion protocol. His wife's man is pissed off. It's like, these guys are not playing smart. Honestly, I don't see the Rams going back. Because th this is like, they cashed in for... Last season, and it's showing right now because no one's showing up. You sent Robert Woods to, to the Titans, and you, you took Allen Robinson thinking Allen Robinson was going to show up for you, and Allen Robinson ain't done a damn thing. I think he's only got two catches, maybe maybe four at best. Tyler Higby, somebody got to show up. Somebody in that running back core got to show up. Or, or as you count y'all, y'all count y'all, I'm going to count it anyway. Because y'all have been underperforming since the beginning of the season. And, and, it, and it's showing. Um, Tom Brady, congrats to him. He's eclipsed over 100,000 yards. I don't see nobody beating that anytime soon. Unless they can really just out here air raiding every damn play. You, you would have to basically. How would you do that? You would have to play. And actually have to get over 5,000 yards almost every year. You start. Real tall. So if, if Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and them can be protected, I can see them, you know, getting close but not, not eclipsing that. that. That's a lot of football to be played. And, and to keep hitting it like that, he, they would have to uh, really have to stand out. But Tom Brady stayed resilient, and he ended up winning this team, this football game. Yes, they let him for it. He got back in there. He started running hard and got them a little bit down the field. But really, really, this came down 
to the you know the Bucks wanting this win and actually showing that they wanted this win. They showed that they want this win. And that's all I'm gonna say about that, because you know, so props to them. They, you know, shout out to them. They actually showed the what it means to play 60 minutes of football. Um, we'll go to the Chiefs Titans last. We're gonna do Ravens and Saints. Okay, Ravens came out and put a beating on the Saints. Take that touchdown away because really, defensive backs, unless you hear the whistle play and that person steams out there still in the field of play. You played a damn ball. Y'all let a man walk in for a touchdown. If that score was any freaking closer, you could have tied this game up or caused your team to lose on bonehead plays. So, yes, the Ravens did win on like almost like a two, two score game, but I'm really about that bonehead. Plays like that, where you see the person has the ball, but you don't make sure that they do not capitalize. My man's still in the field of play. You got two, two DBs. You got a safety in the corner. Who let a guy just walk in for a touchdown? I'll make both of y'all run, run last for that. So it made me mad. But then we got the Chiefs and Titans game. Titans let Derrick Henry eclipse, I think, the all-time rushing touchdowns. In the first half, they put up a good thing against the Chiefs. Because first half was all Titans. Second half, Chiefs caught up to them. Tied the game up. And... uh what ends up happening, you know, it's kind of like now we're going to sudden death. These guys go down the field. Chiefs go down the field. And they ended up actually taking the field goal. Now, they've actually made some really bad reads. Travis Kelsey had a tip interception at one point. This is before overtime. Derrick Henry just ran down the Chiefs' throats. It was these guys were making plays. Defense was coming for Patrick Mahomes. I think they ended up sacking him one or two times, getting at least a quarterback hits. He had nowhere to go. That D line was stopping him. So this is just like this is a difference from the the. Oh, sorry, I got to look at something real quick. Um, this is very different from the Titans that they faced. At the AFC Championship. Because they played a lot better. But they could not hold on to, to stop the Chiefs. Now. There was a controversial. You know. In, in, in way I'm going to say. It's like. They went for it on fourth down. Yes they got it. But it's like. With, uh, one of the guys I was watching. When he was doing the live stream. He's like. Man take the points. And, and he's right. A lot of teams do this a lot. They don't want to take the points. They'll they'll sit here and they'll, they'll try to try to aim for the touchdown. They'll put the nail in the coffin. But then if that touchdown gets ran back for a defensive touchdown, now the game's over. And he's like, kick kick the kick the three points and hope your defense stops him. Now they ended up getting down there and kicking the, the for the three points. And what ends up happening, we get the the Titans trying to get um Malik Willis down the Malik Willis and the, and the Titans did nothing relatively in the second half going to overtime. Malik Willis took like ah man, they got like maybe like a couple yards. Second and third were both sacks for losses. And this is why I'm going to say it shows the inexperience here for, like, Malik Willis. Because the thing is, I don't think Malik Willis will not be a bad quarterback. But I notice he has the same problem like Lamar Jackson has. He doesn't see the first read. He tries to run it. Bad thing was, 
the um the chief closed up that back door they try to run to and he basically got himself cornered. And he ended up throwing it on fourth down, but I think it was either incomplete or I think it was incomplete. And game's over. Titans could have won this game. Titans should have won this game. They lost because they didn't run the ball anymore. <laughs> it was like, why don't you run Derrick Henry? Unless Derrick Henry was hurt. Unless he was hurt. You should have ran Derrick Henry. You should have fed Derrick Henry. It's like they, they, it's like they weren't having problems stopping him. Feed him. Feed him the ball. And it, they could have won this game. But, you know, bonehead plays again. So... That's what happened last week. Um, so now let's go to let's go to this week. So for week ten, we already had the Thursday night game concluded, but we got the, the Sunday night games, which start off at the the earliest, the nine thirty, because this one's gonna be in Germany, and we got the Seahawks versus the Bucks, um, Vikings versus Bills. This would be a really good one o'clock game. Um, Lions versus Bears. Broncos versus Titans, Jaguars versus Chiefs, Browns versus Dolphins, um, Texans versus Giants, um, Saints versus Steelers. <laughs> See how this game turns out. And we got Colts versus Raiders, um, Cowboys versus Packers, uh, divisional with Cardinals versus Rams, and we got Chargers versus 49ers. And the Monday night game is the Commanders versus Eagles. Like I said, Commanders can play a better game this time around and hopefully can stop them. Um, uh, Carter versus Rams, I don't know who's going to win that one. Just like the uh, Chargers versus uh, 49ers. I don't know they say Chargers. I meant to say Cardinals. Cardinals versus Rams. Um, I think the Cowboys should win this easy victory versus the Packers. I'm not really seeing what the Saints are going to do against the Steelers because they're struggling also. But the Steelers have got to make a big change on offense. If they can't fix some out on offense, something needs to change. Um, Giants should be trying to bounce back against the Texans. Um... Uh, Dolphins should be able to do something about this, but I also say the Browns are, are not a weak team. Um, a lot of these games is very, very questionable because of all who's playing. And so it's not going to be very, very easy. And, and that, that's, uh, it's not going to be very easy, okay? It's, it's going to be one of the things... Oh, I didn't know one was playing this late. Um, it, it's going to be very, very hard for a lot of these guys. So... Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at, like, the next set of games, like, going forward. Um, so... For college, so that that's it for the NFL. We're going to just do the uh, the uh, the NFL. We're going to go ahead and go to the NCAA football and tell you what happened here. So number twenty three, Oregon State got upset it against Washington. Number one, Tennessee got really got beat by technically number one Georgia. They did. I don't know why they did that. Uh. It got upset by them, twenty-seven to thirteen. Ohio State uh, hung out on like a low win against Northwestern. Number four, Clemson got terribly upset by Notre Dame. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Um, number five, Michigan struggled early against Rudiger, but then ended up beating them severely. Number six, Alabama got upset against number ten LSU. We'll talk about that one as well. TCU. Texas Tech, number eight, Oregon, blew out Colorado. Um, 
Number nine, USC ended up beating California. Um, close game. We got number 12, UCLA beat Arizona State. Number 24, Texas ended up with a, a upset against number 13, Kansas State. Number 14, Utah beat Arizona. Number 15, Penn State beat Indiana. Michigan State upset number 60, Illinois. Number 17, North Carolina beat Virginia. Kansas upset it, number 18, Oklahoma State. Number 19, Tulane beat Tuscaloosa. Pittsburgh upset it, number 20, Syracuse. Number 22, North Carolina State upset it, Wake Forest. Number 20, UCF beat Memphis. Close game. Now, I think a few of these teams ended up falling up out of the ranking system. I think it was Syracuse, Oklahoma State, I think Wake Forest, and Oregon State. I think those ones fell out of the rankings. So we're, we're going to read the current rankings, and then we're going to go to um, – yeah, those those four fell out the rankings. So um, the new ranking system is number one, Georgia, number two, Ohio State, number three, Michigan number four TCU. These days, this is really because they're all these four teams are currently undefeated at rank number nine. Um, number five is now Tennessee. Number six is Oregon. Number seven is LSU. Number eight is UC USC. Number nine is Alabama. Number ten is Clemson. Number eleven is Ole Miss. Number twelve is UCLA. Number thirteen is Utah. Number fourteen is Penn State. Fifteen North Carolina. Number 60, North Carolina State, 17, Tulane, 18, Texas, 19, Kansas State, number 20, Notre Dame, 21, Illinois, number 22, UCF, number 23, Florida State, number 24, Utah, uh, not Utah, University of Kentucky, number 25, Washington. Um, So those are the current rankings for... Um, you know, this current week, unless it is prior to change because some people are ranked opponents and they have to play certain people and they're going to lose. Um, so let's talk about the, I'll talk about the Clemson game first before I, cause you know, I'm going to talk about the, uh, Georgia versus Tennessee. Then we'll talk about the Alabama versus LSU. Clemson played Terrible football on all phases, from coaching, special teams, offense, and defense. The defense couldn't stop the run. They got ran down on the field like over 200 yards. The offense really couldn't get down the field. And even when they got down the field, through three interceptions, I think three interceptions, one for a pick six. A freshman, I don't forgot who that freshman was, but congrats to you. You balled the hell out. He made big stops. He stopped the the the, the number one target, the tight end. He broke up some really big pass plays and took an interception and it took one back for a pick six to seal the game for his school. There was a block punt. I get it, they blocked six punts, but when you really watch that block punt, it's not a fact that they just got back there, it's because the blockers. Really, just like if you really watch it, watch that punt block for the Clemson game. The guy literally just makes like a push. Why are you not blocking him? And it happened almost three, four times. The ball almost got blocked four more times. That's killed them. Not only that, DJ plays scared, making bad reads. They went down the field. And had an option to tie the game up at seven. He goes from the home run shot. You got your running back five yards. You need five yards. You don't want to dump it off to your running back. You're six foot four, two hundred something pounds. You can't act like you can't run for five yards. And, and stretch out and, and, and get it. 
I'm sorry, man. It's like DJ is not the type of guy that I will say. He's not the type of guy that's going to work out in Clemson. And I told you for like the the two years he's been, I'm going this year and last year, he's shown he can't win big games. When he played against Notre Dame for the first time in 2020, when Trevor Lawrence couldn't play, he lost that game, big game, couldn't play. When he played against Georgia, he lost that game. Against Pittsburgh, he lost. Against Carolina State, he lost. Clemson has been staying in due to the, the will of the running backs, the receivers, and the defense. And the fact that the kick, they have a good kicker. This guy at quarterback is not going to lead a team anywhere. And it, I'm, I'm really want to say coaching because I'm, I'm disappointed Dabo Sweeney. He put a freshman, Clay Kovnick, against already overzealous Notre Dame. And you had that man throw an interception and take it right back out. Shame on you, man. You set that man up for failure. I don't I don't agree with stuff like that. It, it honestly Clemson needed to lose that game. Cause now it got their ass humble and they got their ass whooped. But here's the thing, he was number four. He was the only one that wasn't SEC or Big Ten. Big Ten, Big Twelve, that everybody was talking about, oh, they're they're gonna win. Everyone's talking about, well, there goes the ACC. Because we already know nobody else is gonna be able to compete right now against those guys. And it's showing. Clemson had to win out from Notre Dame, Louisville, I think Miami. I think they got to play Pittsburgh. And he had to win the ACC championship to even qualify to make it into the postseason. Only way Clemson can get in here is if a bunch of teams lose at, at the lose the next couple of games. And they got to lose bad. They got to win out. But it's like, at the end of the day, why put them back in there if they can't win the big games? Do or die games, you got to win. Syracuse, I don't know. After, after Syracuse got beat by Clemson, Syracuse just been on a losing streak after that. The Dabble Sweden needs to have a, really, have a big sit down and figure out what he wants his, his program to be. Because right now it is not looking good. Because if, if other receivers they, they don't re, they may say it for like, you know, commerce that oh we got our backs behind it, but it's like man, he not playing. To me, when I look at DJ, DJ is is what I told somebody earlier by another player in an NBA league. They play soft. They play soft. You scared of getting hurt? It's like, man, okay, then I also know you don't care about winning. I use the Steelers. Big Ben. Big Ben was beat up and banged up. That man had the longest sack record out of all the other quarterbacks until Tom Brady took it um, after that Ravens game. That man stood in there. Took hits and ran the ball and, and, and took big shots all the time. Big Ben is the same size as a DJ. They six four, over two hundred pounds. Show people that you can play because people looking at you and like this motherfucker soft. I don't want him. If he thinks he goes into the draft, you think anybody really gonna draft him unless they desperate for a quarterback. Because um, people in the league, they play a lot harder and a lot faster and much mo- a lot more intensity. His worst game was that Georgia game. It's like you had an option just running and throwing the ball away. But you stood in there and just took the hits. And a lot of them he laid down on. But I don't I don't know what, what DJ LA is going to do. But if I'm Clemson, 
I'm going to say there really needs to be some changes for us to win. They want to win. They kind of got a little spoiled because, you know, it is, you know, at the travel left, we haven't even been in the playoff contingency in like almost two years now. For four years, they at least made it close to the championship. I think, what was it? Four or five years? Five, six years? Went to three. Went, no, went to four. Won two, lost two, got knocked out in the semifinals. That's six years in a row they've went. Didn't make it last year, and now this year it's going to be the same thing. I'm trying to tell you, if DJ says another year and this stuff still continues, they're going to demand Dabble Sweeney make a, tra- make a trade immediately. I stand on that. Because teams and schools want to win those big games. And if they think you can't win them them big games, over with. But I digress. So let, let's switch over to a game where a school needed to win. Alabama versus LSU. Alabama is no longer the big, scary SEC team anymore. I don't know if it's because Nick Saban is just not recruiting, but I'm going to say this why Alabama lost. Alabama lost because the defense can't stop anybody. For one, the offense is not that, it just doesn't have that power in the running game yet. The running backs are getting there. The receivers are subpar compared to like the ones that went to the league previously. They're not a Jalen Waddle. They're not a Devontae Smith. They're not a Julio Jones, a Jerry Judy. OJ Howard at tight end. They're not, they're not a Josh Jacobs at running back. They, they don't, it's not like a Derrick Henry. They're not, the, the, the quarterback, he, you know, no, no offense to him, he plays, but he don't got that intensity of staying there and try to win the game like Tua. He, he, he ain't scared, he's scared to run the ball, unlike Jalen Hurts, who's like, if it ain't there, I'm putting my shoulder pads in and I'm running that motherfucker. Nick Saban is... That's probably has not done the most recruiting, but it's also because he still acted like before the transfer portal. The transfer portal in an NIL settlement thing is killing him right now. Because now not everybody wants to go to his school no more. When I could just go here for a minute, transfer out, go to another school, pat myself and make myself look good so school so I can get drafted in the NFL. Honestly, I think it's because Ella, I think, well, no, Texas A&M took all the recruits, but I don't think Texas A&M is really going to have all the recruits after this year. I, I, I see a good portion of them heading out or hoping for their shot next year. So we'll see on that. But LSU, Brian Kelly can't win the big games. Brian Kelly won him to win the biggest games Last Saturday. I stand on that. He has. If he wins out. He clinches his, his spot. At an SEC championship game. And if he wins that game right there. Because more than likely he going to face number one Georgia. Now we start talking. Is Brian Kelly for real? Because think about it. Up until this point, this is the most games LSU won. They got a winning record. The last two years, they had a losing record, really. They're in the positive instead of the negative. You take that FSU game off of LSU's record, and yeah, they got that one big blowout loss. Now we start talking about LSU being a contender for the national championship. 
If only they won their first game, they would be a heavy hitter right now for possibly playoff contingency. But we'll have to wait and see. But I'm going to say this. Shout out to you, Brian Kelly. It's a hell of a debut here. You don't knock off the big bad monster that's been knocking and clawing at the door at the national championship for about almost 10 years now. 10 years. They've been at the contingency. They lost against Ohio State for a national championship. They ended up beating Clemson for a national championship. Lost against Clemson. Next year beat Georgia for a national championship. Gets beat by Clemson badly. Never makes the playoffs. Comes back and wins it all the way. Loses the national championship again. Now they're out again. They, this is a good, a very good shot for a lot of teams right now. But everyone has to worry about that big bad monster that we're about to talk about right now. The Georgia Bulldogs won themselves a very big game and stopping number one offense, which I still didn't really agree, um, against the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee was really one-dimensional. They had one quarterback and receiver dynamic, and that shit got shut down. This takes Tennessee out of the Heisman, Heisman discussion completely. Because everyone wants to hear thinking that, oh, they was going to run through them. They was just going to lay score. No. Georgia defense was hurting, but they, they still stood strong. They played all phases of, of the game and shut them down. But Georgia still cannot lax up either because they still got to play teams that relatively can still stun them right now. So let me see what I can find. Georgia. So let's let's talk about, we're going to talk about the top four in their remaining schedule. So Georgia Bulldogs are their last final games is Mississippi State, which they play Saturday. Then they play Kentucky, and then they play uh, Georgia Tech. So basically, two of these two of these teams have the potential of. Upsetting them. Do I really think so? I absolutely not. But they can weaken them. So that that's my biggest thing. So let's go back to some uh some other top ten, top four teams. We're really going to talk about the top four because I I don't see no point talking about anybody else because right now I don't see any of these other teams making it. Um. Well, really, one of these top seeds is going to lose their their spot unless it just gets flip flopped. I don't know what they're going to do. So, ooh, that's interesting. We're going to see how that works out. So, Ohio State has Indiana, Merlin, and then they got to face number three Michigan. If this game ain't close, and when I mean by close, if this game is not close, Michigan or Ohio State are out of this playoff contention. Now, relatively, they've blown out most of their opponents. Um, like some of them were closer uh at one point. They ended up sneaking a win out of Merlin's game. They ended up beating 
Rudiger's, and they ended up beating Penn State, and they started off late in Iowa as well. But they got to finish off Nebraska, number 21, Illinois, and face off against number two. Um, honestly, like I said, for them, they can't lose. Now, TCU. Ain't really been talking about TCU, but we'll talk about them a little bit here. You know, they finally got their little their, their little way into it. They played a close game against formerly ranked uh who was that? Their closest game was number eight, Oklahoma State. Everybody else I'm seeing in, in Kansas, those were the only two games where the, the games were close. But this weekend, they got to play number 18, Texas. Texas has a shot at upsetting the ass. Baylor as well and Iowa State. These three games are not easy games for TCU. And they cannot lose. They cannot lose. If they lose, they're out. I just want everybody to understand that if they lose, they're out. There, there's, there's no, there's no getting, getting out of this. So, right now we're gonna go ahead and discuss the ending, and then we're gonna head wrap this up. So, right now, who's playing is number eight USC, and they're beating Colorado twenty six to three. They're probably gonna just ride this win out. Um, so Iowa State plays, like I said, Indiana. Tennessee is ranked at number five. They're going to play Missouri. LSU plays Arkansas. Notre Dame face off against Navy. Purdue against Illinois. Vanderbilt versus Kentucky. Nebraska versus Michigan. Alabama versus Ole Miss. Louisville versus Clemson. Uh, Merlin versus Penn State. Boston College versus NC State. UCF versus Tulane, good ranked game. We'll see how these uh, these guys play off against each other. Number one, Georgia versus Mississippi State. 25, Washington versus number six, Oregon. And number one, well, I think Oregon could probably slip back in there. And maybe um, Tennessee, if there's like a big loss between two, two teams. Those two, I could see probably slipping back into the playoff contingency. Um, Kansas State versus Baylor. TCU versus Texas. I say game of the week. Uh, North Carolina versus Wake Forest. Florida State versus Syracuse. Stanford versus Utah. And Arizona versus UCLA. So those are the top 25 games for this week. Like I said, some of these teams cannot lose. Clemson cannot lose. Oregon cannot lose. Tennessee cannot lose, and the top four cannot lose any of their their games, or they're knocked out of contingency. The first three lose. If they lose, they're out completely. They already got a loss. <laughs> Georgia cannot lose a bad bad loss. They can't take a big loss against Mississippi because Mississippi they. Knocks a ass off by more than 10 points. They're out into the top four. Oklahoma State and Michigan. Like I said. If Ohio State beats. Michigan by a couple points. Michigan may move back a spot. Or they may flip flop if Michigan. Because I'm wondering if they, they may not want them to play twice. So they may switch it up and put them in different spots. But if TCU loses any of these three games, they're out. They're out. And somebody moves in from five and six. As long as they, they win out. But sad to say we won't get we won't have to worry about seeing Alabama because you know a lot of people were really criticizing Alabama sneaking their way back in again. If by some way, if a lot of these teams do lose at the end, I still don't think Alabama should sneak their way back in there just because of the fact that they're in the SEC. 
I still say that any of these other teams with a one-loss record, because that's what we were going off of, anyone with two losses was out. I do not agree with Alabama sneaking in with two with two losses. I just don't agree because then you should also put if LSU wins out and Alabama wins out, why would you put Alabama in there before LSU? If that happens, then we could sit here and talk about there's a biasness of putting certain people above others and plus he contentious. This is the reason why I really am um for the uh the extension of the playoffs because I don't agree with this. I find it very, very distasteful that certain teams get to sneak their way in and that others had to always keep looking out from the outside looking in, even though they did have a winning season. Like, this is what UCF said before. You know, they did lose their uh, their bowl game. And Cincinnati said the same thing. They ended up winning their bowl game, and they ended up, you know, losing in the semifinals last year for the playoffs. But at least they got a shot at showing you that they can still compete against those big schools. But this is the one thing I've always had a big critique of. It's like, it's only four people get to go. Like, why not six, maybe not eight? Make the first four sit out for the week and make the other four play and then make them face off against the remainder. And then whoever's left, top two seeds, the top seed plays the last seed, the, the two middle seeds play against the two middle seeds and go from there. I mean, it's it's other ways of doing this. I just didn't think it was fair that other people sat on the outside because it, it did start to show that it was looking a little like certain teams got pushed in, others got pushed out. Even if they do get blown out or they do not put up a good enough fight, give them a chance, an opportunity to at least say that they, they went there and give them a shot instead of putting other teams in there and... They leap over everybody else. But other than that, that, that's all I really have to say. So, till next time, I'll catch y'all. Peace. Ron Skeezy, play that beat.